0: Hey, this is L.A. Beast, and you're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour.
1: Oh, hello, friends! Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft. Joined once again by a man who's completely nude from the waist down, and is currently jacking his boner off with a bored-out can of cranberry sauce. That's
2: Jeff Clark. Yay! I like the, the topical intro. Oh, you wait. And
1: beaming to us, from Plymouth Rock, the bearded... Burial ground desecrating pilgrim known as Shuddy Boy. Yo.
2: <laughs> 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 Great intros. It's almost like you had extra time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> too soon? Well too, th- My, too soon. <laughs> Not cool. Not cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to to address the elephant in the room, yeah, I'm uh I'm pretty much unemployed. And I got the phone call. About 45 minutes before we started recording, so I did not have the free time you assumed I did, Jeff, but yeah, I did, <laughs> I did, I did, I did want to write a, uh, a Thanksgiving-themed show intro, so I pooped that out this morning. Yeah, you'll have to excuse me. My phone has been uh, blowing up like crazy. Yeah, to address the elephant in the room, we are... Uh Jason Ellis Show has been canceled. If you follow Jason Ellis on Twitter, you saw the tweet. We are uh we're done, man. It's really weird, <laughs> it's really weird uh I was not expecting that um but you know the the economy is uh is shit right now, you know it's people are cutting corners all over the place, and we were just the late latest casualty i guess um it's been a really interesting fun crazy ride, like my whole tenure with Sirius XM. You know, I started as an intern in 2006 with Howard Stern. I did the maximum amount of of semesters you can do, two semesters, and just lucked out and got an associate producer job right after my internship ended. Some guy quit like two weeks. I was unemployed for two weeks, and then I got a phone call being like, hey, uh, so-and-so just quit. You want his job? And I was like, fuck, yes. And they brought me on, and it was it was crazy going from a construction worker, being a commercial electrician, to working for the show that I had listened to since I was 11 that made it bearable to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and then work outside in the cold all winter and outside in the boiling heat all summer. Um, just listening to Howard all day, his entire live show every morning. To go from listening to being a part of it was... Uh, I still can't fucking believe it happened. And then it, I didn't know what was happening with the end of Howard's first contract with Sirius, and I always wanted to live in L.A., so I was like, you know what? I'm pretty low on the totem pole. Who knows if he's coming back or not? This might be a time to, to make a break if if he really does decide to retire. I mean, spoiler alert, he, he didn't. <laughs> but I just, I just threw myself at L.A. I, I moved out here. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a job lined up. And um, wound up just coming right back to, to Sirius XM with, with Ellis, a show that I had listened to, um, you know, when I would drive, I used to drive the Howard 100 news van to Riley Martin's house once a week. And I would always listen to Ellis. And I remember I told people when I left New York for LA, like, you know, everybody knew I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a job lined up. I had no safety net. They're like, so are you going to, try and transition back into radio or something. And I was like, no, it's kind of tough. Once you've been at the top, like, where do you go from there? And I even said to them, multiple people, the only show that could keep me in radio would be Jason Ellis. And it just, how the fuck did that happen? How did lightning strike twice? I ended up with the show that I said would be the only show that would keep me in radio. And I was just a call screener. You know, I was the back office bitch getting coffee screening calls, and, you know, I, I started letting my, my true bing-bong self show, and Ellis was like, I, there's something in this guy, he's fucking willing to do anything, he'll do any sort of crazy shit on the air, he'll tell any embarrassing story about himself, that, and it got me brought on full-time as a producer, then I got bumped up to a co-host, and I was co-hosting for the last um, two years or so, and just looking back on all the cool stuff we got to do, like all the cool Ellis manias, all the traveling, the remote broadcasts, went to Vegas so many times. Shuddy and Jeff came to a whole bunch of them
0: and saw like, the uh, you whole know, fiasco that it was. It's been great riding on your coattails these last few years as you being a member of the Jason Ellis show. Like, it's been a really good thing that's happened to me, too. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it was just like... All the cool people we got to party with at the Ellis Manias and all the people that wanted to take pictures with us and sign autographs and shit. It's fucking wild. I'm still like, wow, I'm just like some goofy construction worker from Jersey. I'm, I'm, I'm still having a hard time believing all this. And, you know, I was, I've was i been with Sirius XM for almost 15 years and it still never settled in, never got old. It was still just, I can't believe this. I can't believe this is my life. This is so fucking cool. And... You know, wow, wow just like the, all the events that I got to go to, just from being press, got to run the Ninja Warrior course.
2: Yeah, that was cool. I mean, it's fuck, it's... I mean, you made it like, I don't know, 20 yards in that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> no one thought I would make it one
1: yard, and I made it
2: 20. Yeah, yeah jokes on them. Yeah. Pussies. Uh,
1: you know, I got to perform on stage at the fucking Roxy on the Sunset Strip what That's sick, what the dude. fuck i mean it's i'm i'm just it sucks and i'm still i got the phone call an hour and a half ago literally i'm looking at my 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 phone right now 90 minutes ago i found out that i'm unemployed and it still hasn't fully processed yet but all I can really think about is how grateful I am. It was so fun. It was so fucking fun to be able to tell jokes and come up with stupid bits like Tard That Tune. I remember Shuddy Boy was in town visiting, and I played it. Shuddy Boy was the first person other than me to hear Tard That Tune, and I was like, I don't know about this bit, man. This is some Really, really fringe, off the wall, weird shit. I have no idea how this le- is going to land. And I played it for Shuddy. He's like, "I think you're going to get fired."
0: <laughs> you weren't even working for them at the time. That was during one of. That was during a hiatus. Oh yeah. It oh, was.
1: Yeah, good call. Wow, you have s- such a better memory than I do. You're still very overmodulated, Shuddy. I don't know what happened. Um, I mean, your levels per- are good. very crackly so i mean anyway like it was such a cool opportunity to have an outlet for my my weird sense of humor and finding a crew that it clicked with and you know getting to work with jason i mean when i was working for uh, maybe it wasn't when i was with mcdonald's but slightly afterwards i mean when uh you know that movie bam's movie haggard came out like that scene where Jason Ellis is, like, stabbing the air, working the, the as a clerk in the music shop. Like, I never in a million years thought, one day I'm going to work with that guy. One day I'm going to make radio and do silly jokes. And we threw a lot of weird shit out there. I feel like um, we took some odd chances and did some stuff that, on paper, you would never think would work on radio. And then in execution, for some reason, it just worked, and it was really funny. It, it was... It's an honor. It was an honor to work with Jason Ellis, Michael Tully, the whole gang. Just getting to work creatively for all those years is, uh, you know, it's easy to look at getting shit canned as a bummer and maybe get depressed or angry or bitter, but I'm just lucky I got the time I did. It was so cool. It's unreal. And uh, here we are, you know, MSPH. You know, Riotcast just evaporated. Riotcast doesn't even fucking exist anymore. But, you know, we're still here. The internet, we're the only people that can cancel us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it, man. I'm working oh, on I it. Oh, I know. Jesus Christ, I know. But, um, I don't know. I just had to get that out of the way just because my, my phone has been blowing up nonstop. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's not some weird Thanksgiving joke, if if that's even a thing. No, yeah, no, you we, know,
2: everyone knows about the Thanksgiving, Fool's Day jokes. <laughs>
1: yeah, no pranks here. Uh, we <laughs> actually really did get get canned. But uh, well, I don't know. It's 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 definitely scary. I mean, especially to let be let go around the holidays. You know what companies are hiring between now and New Year's. Right. Uh, so you know that's that's definitely scary, and I'm, I'm sure to sell it,
0: a screenplay.
1: Well, that's another thing. That was another, like, you know, just to cap off a year that will go down in history as the most butt-fucking, scumbaggery, awful year of all time. uh, Basically, the entire concept of Iron Lung got pinched and is going to be a screenplay called Super High where somebody gets superpowers when they smoke weed. So that Iron Lung safety net is... Now donezo.
2: Well, in regards to your serious tenure and your little, I guess, commencement speech, it's great that you have, you know, a positive perspective that you're taking from it. And you got all the experiences and, and fun out of it that you did. And, you know, your, all the the promotions that you got within the Ellis show and your, your career growth and being able to add uh, job descriptions and roles to your resume is just like a testament to your talent. And I mean, I think, you know, the future is bright as hell for you. I, I've, I've had a lot of friends recently or not a lot. I've had a few friends recently. Uh, one of which you you've met before listens to this podcast. I won't say his name. Um, Maybe you wouldn't remember it anyway. So I might have to explain him a little more. If you saw his picture Be like, oh yeah, that guy really, really, really talented sales dude. Really talented. He was laid off. Uh, I had a few, I have a few friends actually that are really talented in sales and if you're talented in sales, like that's one of the last things that they're laying off people that they're laying off, you know, um, that's a really bad sign for the company. So like, it's just happening to everyone, dude. It's like, everyone's getting fucked right now. Everyone's getting fucked.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, the economy, I mean, that's one of those things like, yeah, the stock market has been setting records, but the economy is still trash. Like, unemployment's still through the roof. There's still mile-long lines of people in their cars waiting to get food so they don't starve because people can't even a- afford fucking food. But of Like, millions of people are about to be evicted. It's it's shitty all over. Um, but, you know, the the best you can do is just keep a positive mindset and fucking roll your sleeves up and just try and get back into it. You know, like, tomorrow... Tomorrow morning, I'm waking up bright and early, brewing a pot of coffee, uh, fine-tuning my resume, and just applying like crazy. I'm just applying for everything. I know it's probably a, a time where nobody's really hiring, but if there's listings, my resume sliding in there. That's all you can do is just look to, look to your next stop.
0: What do you think you're going to be looking for? You're obviously not going back into construction.
1: No, I was very bad what? at that. I was lucky to escape being a commercial electrician with my life. I got my, I got defibrillated. I defibrillated myself quite a few times. Another place where I was lucky. I was lucky to get through that job alive.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, there's plenty of producer gigs out there. I'm sure you have some connections you can work, but yeah, it's going to be tough sledding for sure. Oh yeah. You know, if I were you, I would have, I'd be in like Billy Madison mode after he got thrown out of school for like the next week. you know what the pen- the penguin
1: That's, you know what i'm not gonna go full billy madison but i'm cracking a beer right now hold on guys i'll be back
2: oh no nice. yeah buddy yeah i would have my fucking pants on my head in my whitey tighties like with the keg over my head like fuck this i tried i tried everyone and this is what i was always gonna be but no dude like Ugh. i've been fired mad times i'm still out here and like i said in inner like like i said do you think i think before we started recording it's just like it sucks it sucks but it's a prerequisite or it's just a thing that happens in an entertainment career right like no one no one doesn't get fired or no one doesn't get canceled or fired like it happens to everyone so you know Oof. it's just your bump in the road and you're going to fucking make it out and I I I truly believe like you said this during text messaging or whatever. I truly believe like you're gonna be better for this. And I've actually thought that for a while. Not to say like like fuck dude, all the crazy times that I've had with Ellis fan, and because of Ellis was just amazing. And you know, you talked about obviously the Ellis experience and the Sirius XM experience so glowingly, but like I do I do have confidence in your future and yeah, it sucks now, but it's going to force you to switch it up and to try some shit that maybe you wouldn't have because, you know, you had paychecks coming in and you were working your ass off on that show. Now you'll work your ass off on the next thing and it's going to be good. Twenty twenty's sure. going to suck dick. One 20- thing's for sure. I'm not, I'm,
1: not a, I'm not a
2: quitter. I'll
1: fight tooth and nail to get what I need to get. So, um... Like you said, a bump in the road. And, you know, as much as it sucks as an employee, it sucks as a fan. Like I said, I was listening to the show before I even moved to L.A. Like, I'm just going to miss it from a listener's perspective. There would be times where I would be going back through the show and chopping segments out to keep to air in, you know, future vacation shows. And we take time off and run best of. And just listening back to stuff, I would, like, just crack up laughing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss it for sure, but to the Ellis Show. Yeah. Bam.
2: I got a coffee, but
1: cheers to you, buddy. Who knows what the future yeah. holds, but for now, At least you don't I'm going to I'm gonna stay positive, and yeah. um, I don't know. I don't really have much of an off switch, so i just going to get right back on the horse and, Figure something out if it comes down to it and I because i I, f- I have a feeling way more companies are in the firing business than in the hiring business right now, so I might I might need to weather a storm for a few months before things pick up but uh I'm not giving up and uh, if i if it comes down to the p- point where you know I lose my apartment or some shit I'll see if my uh you know family somewhere will take me in for a little bit until I get back on my feet. I will. Uh, I was talking about people that live in a little bit warmer climates. <laughs> uh, I've, I've retired from construction and I've also retired from shoveling snow.
0: Oh, I won't make really? you shovel.
2: But anyway, I'm starting to. I'm um, starting to prospect places that uh, different cities and stuff like that. Just because the bummer that's been L.A. So. I wouldn't hate moving to like a wintery climate if I had to, I guess it would kind of depend on jobs and stuff as well. But yeah, dude, I mean, look at the bright side. At least I don't have to talk to Jamie Foxx every week any, anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I know you like, oh I like I'm, that. <laughs> I sure am going to miss talking to gorgeous ass Jamie Foxx. Shucks.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You'll just, well, I'll talk to you more now. I'll fill in her void. It's like the same thing.
0: It's hey. oh, so similar.
2: Less tattoos. Hey, Jamie's and I's uh, phone service didn't didn't
1: get disconnected. <laughs> she's oh, still man, my friend. She's still my friend.
2: Now you can just shoot your shot without even worrying about the fucking whatever uh, how it looks at work. Shut up, Jeff. What are you drinking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking um, my fake Yingling. Nice. Pala.
2: Yeah. Go into the hard stuff after. Let's get canceled. Let's get canceled tonight, baby. No, let's not. Yeah, let's. Okay, let's, let's cut cut all not. All my sources of income. Okay, <laughs> yeah, my bad. No, let's not do that.
1: Basically, Jeff, I would just like you to text me throughout the day of like moves you would make, so I know the opposite. What to not do. to do? Yeah,
2: I'll do you one better. I'll give you all of my bets instead.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
2: He's just about uh, the opposite, right? Uh, how does well, hey. that? How is that not genius? How did I not just help you when Mad Money? All right, enough um, sadness. Because as of
1: you know, before ninety minutes ago, we actually did have a show planned. <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> yeah, you had a lot of fun stuff prepared, according I did. to what
0: you've told us.
1: I mean, I watched some movies. Um, I came up with, oh, mm, you know what? I know it'll make everybody feel better. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for today's random Random brain Brain Question. question. Who doesn't love a good random brain question, right? Okay. Bear with me on this one. But could you ever date, be in a serious relationship, potentially marry a woman who had the same name as your mom?
2: Nope. Never thought about that before. Just thought
0: about it. Yeah, I'm no. not into
2: it. No, I'm not into it. I, Peggy's can't be hot. I just, perfu- I don't know. What's Neither
0: mom? can Roseanne's. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I don't, I mean, I mean, I
1: don't want to put down any Helens, but I, th- this came to me because I've, you know, I've, I've spent quite a bit of time on dating apps over the years. And seen a couple of girls that were cute. And then I look at their name and it says Helen. And I was like, oh.
0: Are there really that many? Neither one, another, none of our mother's names are really that common in our age bracket. See, the first
2: problem is that you're looking at the names in the first place. <laughs> 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 I, I feel like I've swiped on some Margaret's or Peggy's. I I
0: guess yeah, Margaret. Yeah, let's. Margaret is more common than Peggy for people our age. Is it? I would think. I don't know that a lot of Margaret go by Peggy anymore these days.
2: Fair enough. Well, I'm much more likely to fuck a Margaret than I'm a Peggy. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And if she's hot enough.
1: And now, now I'm on one of those apps. I'm on one of those apps that, like, lets you... Because, you know, Tinder, you're just blind swiping and stuff. And then if if you swipe yes on someone that swipe yes on you, it's a match. But I've been using some that don't have that. Like, if somebody's interested in meeting you, you find out who they are and you get to see their pictures and stuff. And this girl was like, all right, yeah, she's kind of cute. And then I looked at the name and it was Helen. And I was like... No, I can't. Because I, I couldn't, like... Bring her to a family gathering and have my grandma yell out, I'm Helen, and have both my mom and my girlfriend go, yes.
0: Well, that's why you have to find out what her middle name is and then just call her that and introduce her to your family as that.
2: Yeah, I'm sure that'll be an awesome relationship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, look, Shuddy, at the end of the day, I'll know that I'm a Helen fucker. And it's just not going to well, work Well, I mean,
0: out. you did go on that couple's retreat with your mom already, so what's Son really of the a difference?
1: bitch. It was just a vacation.
2: That's like your unshaved bush right there.
1: (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, yeah, I just, I I needed to know if that was just me being weird or if that's just a thing. Like a guy can't be expected to date a girl who's got the same name as his mom. And I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm sure there's, that's gotta be an Oedipus complex thing for sure.
1: Well, I don't think hold any on. I don't think any women would want to date a dude that's named that's got the same name as her dad.
2: Well, hold on. Peggy, my mom, she married a Bill and her father's name is Bill. And Ooh. I've her- dated
0: some girls whose father's name was Richard.
2: Yeah, but yes. they just
1: called you Shuddy, so it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, no, probably like, Shuddy. <laughs>
2: like half the, like honestly, half the like dudes in my family are named Bill. Um
0: William is a very popular name. So, yeah, that, that's a that it's that tracks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, my mom, I mean, my mom married uh, my father, who's got the same name as her father. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just different for guys or for girls with guys. Maybe also, like, maybe Bill's one of those names that i mean it is one of those names that you could have a much different like nicknames and tangents off of you got will william willie bill billy bill will so. i am <laughs> sure yeah if,
0: if you're fancy
2: yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know maybe it's just different from girl for girls i don't i don't know we need some we need the female perspective on things from time to time we need a if we need a girl, we can just like zoom in for quick questions.
0: Kevin, give Jamie Fox. a yeah, call. Yeah, let's get Jamie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shuddy, send her the Zoom link. She, can be the, she could be the Robin Quivers of MSPH.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, Shuddy,
1: Shuddy will still do news in the Patreon. We'll keep that. Maybe she yeah, could we're do... we not replacing Shuddy. She could do Robin's news at the end of MSPH.
0: Right. But hers has to be serious news. It can't be funny news like mine.
2: Yeah, we'll give her a different beat for sure. Yeah. She's yeah. not doing weird news.
0: Um, she could do like international finance news.
2: Hey, dude. Maybe not this week. It's a holiday week. But next week, come through for some MSPH happy hour. I've been firing up happy hour for the Patreon subscribers. Hang out. Around four o'clock Pacific Standard Time, I mean, just my, drink my, some beers. My Fridays did did just recently free up, <laughs> dude. I have a lot of I've had a lot of fun on them recently, and uh, I get pretty I get kind of fucked up. I have like a triple shot of whiskey, then I have a couple beers, and I start slurring after like
0: ten minutes, hour and that's, half, that's an your hour and
2: Racial, yeah. Slurring? Like when, I, when I'm wrapping up, it's like I'm I'm kind of wasted, you know. So. dude
1: i can't Uh, and and a triple shot that just made me gag in my mouth the other night uh what was it friday night i think i cracked open one of jeff's famous oh pizza port i i I found i had a pizza port ipa tucked back in my fridge somewhere so i cracked that open and you know jeff loves his pizza port because they're tall boys
2: oh you love pizza port too
1: i do I just like busting right. your balls That I know. Because I always had a theory that the only reason Jeff liked Pizza Port
2: is because they're all tall boys.
1: Oh, fuck I mean, flavor. I can taste the savings.
2: Yeah, so, that's, 70, that's 75% of the, the situation, for sure.
1: I, I had one and was hungover the next day. Some some real fucking bitch shit. I'm, I'm not Dude, happy about it.
2: I'm with you. At the happy hour, I got good and fucked up. And I was talking about maybe linking up with some some Puminati for Call of Duty after I ate my sandwich. Ate my sandwich, passed out on the fucking couch next to Allie at like eight thirty. I woke up at like two thirty three AM, spent like seven dollars on OnlyFans.com, rubbed one out, couldn't get back to sleep, and was well, just Then I wiped off like- Allie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry about that, little mama. Didn't mean to hit you with the shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you were down there,
0: uh,
2: and I, yeah, I, I was up at like two thirty, three a.m. Really, actually, that's like, believe it or not, that's when I do the most like gambling writing. I, uh I probably wrote like fifteen hundred to two thousand words for gambling, like football gambling, at like three a.m. on Friday. So I'm a fucking weirdo, but yeah, I, yeah, I fall asleep before like ten o'clock most nights, really but so happy hour, happy hour. I don't last much longer after that, but you got to come if you have free time.
1: Yeah. I'll just water down my beers so I can hang. (laughs)
2: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Whatever you got to do, pussy. Uh, Do you guys watch anything? No, no, I failed. I want to watch that. Murder of a mother on HBO. Right. Mm Mother murdered. I don't know. It's some HBO four part limited series. What's it called? About How I murdered guy, my mother. Some guy investigating the murder of his mother.
0: Well, it sounds real light. You really like those.
1: Yeah. You watch some fucking ghoulish programming, huh?
2: Yeah. I don't know. I like, you know, true crime, like documentaries. I, I think that's just something that's just going to be consistent with my taste as I, as I get older. If that makes any sense. I mean,
1: that seems to be the trajectory. I mean, the, uh, the South Park episode with the murder porn, like my mom and stepdad were caught up in that. Like, like I mentioned earlier, when I would uh, drive to Riley Martin's house to produce his radio show once a week, it was in Jersey. So I would have to go from Manhattan to Jersey and it was a show that took place at midnight. Ugh. So I would just crash at my mom's house and then drive back in the morning. So when I would get there, Earlier in the night, every time, they're watching some fucking horrific, depressing murder show. And I was like, man, I, I, at first I was like, you guys are morbid. And then I was like, wait a second, are you guys just picking up clues so you can fucking murder me and get away with it? But I, I think now she's transitioned into watching home decorating, home and garden shows, which I call beds. Because every time I go on, somebody's like looking at a bed like, oh, that's a fine bed oh, this room looks great with my bed in it. So she just watches (laughs) Beds. Yeah. But that's your Uh, first step. First, you're going to just be full-blown into murder (laughs) porn, and then you're going to be like, oh, that looks like a comfy bed. I could lay down on that.
2: Where does the History Channel fit into that? I don't know. I don't watch the History Channel. But I have
1: started two new documentaries, Jeff. Okay, great. Um one on Disney Plus which you will not be into Marvel 616.
0: I saw that and was interested in it. Is it what? good? So yeah,
1: why wouldn't I be interested? Cuz you don't like comics. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh the so each episode is something different and there's there's one episode that Paul sheer directed and is in that I want to check out. But the the first episode is an hour long episode on the Japanese Spider-Man which I found fucking fascinating. So like this guy was dating a girl in Japan and he realized that, you know, while comics were massive in the States, no American comics were being sold in Japan. It was all manga. So he went to Marvel and was like, look, you got a whole market over there of people reading comics, but they're not reading your comics. We should tap into that. So they sent him basically as an emissary to win over Japanese media. And they had, you know, all those, like, Power Ranger 70s knockoff. Well, not knockoff, but shows that led up to Power Rangers being a thing. Mm -hmm. And they pitched them on Spider-Man. So they just did a Japanese take on Spider-Man. It wasn't, like, his name wasn't Peter Parker. Um, He didn't live in Manhattan. He was just, like, a dude who put on the spider suit and had the same powers as Spider-Man. But he fought, like, Power Ranger-y looking villains, And had a gigantic robot. And that was basically what laid the groundwork for Transformers and stuff. And it was something that I never knew existed. And they talked to the guy that played Spider-Man out of costume. And the guy who was Spider-Man in the costume. And talked about the stunts he did like in the 70s when there wasn't too much safety regulation. So he's just freeform climbing huge structures in a Spider-Man suit with no rope or anything. I thought it was so fucking cool. And just the actors that they talked to, those Japanese actors were just adorable. The stuff they said was just very <laughs> adorable, very heartwarming. Like the the guy just talking about how much the experience meant to him. It was just it was one of those wholesome, warm you up inside, feel good things. I haven't gotten any further, but each episode is something different. Like I think episode two focuses on like um, women, creative teams, like artists and comic writers and stuff. I don't know. So far, it's it's promising. And then one that I think Jeff might like, I watched the first episode of... Uh, oh, what is it? It's something about champions on Netflix.
2: We are the champions? We are the
1: champions. Yes. I watched the first episode of that, which focuses on these like these Dutch goofballs that chase a cheese wheel down a hill that's over a 45-degree angle and just eat shit. Yeah,
2: that shit is crazy. They go so hard for that cheese wheel.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, people's, like, legs get completely wrapped around. People get knocked out unconscious. They're, like, carrying people off on stretchers that are just completely out cold.
2: So, one of the first roles uh, or, like, little assignments that I got at the uh, the job that I was last fired at at USA Today was, was like, they the video team wanted to find and build like a content calendar of all those quirky little like quasi athletic events. And they, they had it pretty much built out. Right. And they like wanted me to fill in any of the holes or like find anything else. And I legit over like six or seven days found nothing. So it's <laughs> like, I I couldn't come up with anything because they did have like there's like there's a few of them that are like world famous, and the cheese wheel one is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um. There's like a uh, a cherry pit spitting one uh, contest that is pretty famous. Few few yeah. things like that. That was I saw that on the Ocho. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. But,
1: so the, there's oh, and Rain Wilson is the narrator, which is always it's always nice hearing hearing his voice. So. There's the cheese rolling episode, chili eating, fantasy hairstyling, yo-yo, dog dancing,
2: and frog jumping. I got to see dog dancing. <clears throat> I me and Allie, we're going for it. Oh, Allie, can you do the cha-cha? We got to get in that next episode. To, it'd be adorable to watch
1: us waltz. You could you could go to that thing and be like, "All right, here's my dog's first trick." Allie pretend you're on a really fast roller coaster <laughs> yeah.
2: and the judges are like oh oh bravo where is she she usually comes around 7:30 she'll be here in a few minutes Little <laughs> mama so yeah those are the two
1: documentaries i started and then i also watched a couple of movies
0: uh i did watch something uh will proceed i watched the first Hour and a half of the Takashi Six Nine documentary on Hulu. Uh,
2: why'd you Holy do that? shit! There's more than an hour and a half. <laughs> How long is it?
0: It's an hour and forty-five minutes. Is wow. this
1: is this Bukaki Six Nine propaganda, or does it make him look like the scumbag that he is?
2: Yeah. Wait. Hold on. Another question. Did you did you not finish it because you didn't want the bad ending or the 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 sad ending?
0: No, no, it was just, we. I started it late and I was tired and didn't really think I needed to hear the end. Man. I mean, it was interesting. It was, I knew nothing about him going in, so it was just bananas to see it all, like just laid out and explained.
2: Yeah, it was pretty much like class action park meets gangster rap. That was that's like his career.
1: Yeah, two things that have no business being in business.
0: <laughs> How many Takashi six nine decks did you suck? Uh, three and a half. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It did, I you know I'm not eager to listen to him or anything, but it was it was interesting for sure. Uh, Do you respect
1: that, him now? I
0: think it says it says more about social media. Uh, than The Social Dilemma did. Oh,
1: interesting. I like that, yeah.
0: Because his whole persona and everything Uh, just got more and more outlandish the more people were following him on social media. Right. So I think that's more of an indictment on social media than anything. Maybe uh,
1: was. I got to Kevin,
0: maybe that should be buddy. my
1: next career move. Maybe I should get
2: some face tats and and work my social media following. Holy shit, now we're talking. Kevin, I'm not being a friend. I can't let you drink alone. Let me go get a beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Uh so I guess Okay,
1: here's something Jeff won't give a shit about while he's gone. Shuddy, I watched new- the new Mutants.
0: Oh, yeah, you watched that um On Saturday, no? Yes. I almost did Saturday night knowing that you watched it, but could not bring myself to part with $6 uh, prior to hearing your uh, assessment.
1: You made the right call. That was very bad. Was it? Yes. Uh... I know it was a movie that faced a lot of trouble. They brought it back to reshoots for quite some time. I think it was in production hell for quite a bit. Then just delayed, delayed, delayed due to COVID and theater closures. And then at one point they were just like, fuck it. We've taken such a wash on this movie. Just, just release it. Just put it in some Wait. theaters.
2: Are you talking about New Mutants? Yeah. Yeah. My, bro- <laughs> My brothers have been talking about that for years, how they just keep pushing it back. And they just laugh about it, like it's like a running joke in our in the Clark household about how New Mutants gets gets pushed back. Didn't they first start making like 2003? (laughs) I don't know about that that long ago. I have no idea. All I know is running joke. uh, For any video
1: game nerds, this is like the Duke Nukem of of movies. So like, there was this Duke Nukem game that was supposed to come out like a next gen Duke Nukem. And they were playing off the nostalgia factor. A lot of people our age played a lot of Duke Nukem, one of those first-person shooters, along with Wolfenstein and Doom. It was like a, a old-school, classic first-person shooter. But it was always very silly and over-the-top. And they were like, yeah, we're making a next-gen one. That was a good pour, Jeff.
2: You're watching so. that, right? Oh, yeah. All 16 ounces, motherfucker.
1: Now an earthquake is going to hit and dump it all over him. <laughs>
2: I mean, come on, if an earthquake happens, I don't think the beer would be whatever. I'll get over it. So the the Duke Nukem game was delayed
1: forever. It got pushed back more times than I think I've ever seen a video game get delayed. And when it finally came out, it was a steaming pile of shit. It was like, wow, I want to see what the game was like when they had to delay the release the first time. Like, what did they fix all these times to still end up with this? And that's kind of what I wonder with new mutants like I really like and you know uh Jeff for and and Shuddy you guys just watched you know Queens Queens Gambit and just Jeff oh Shuddy you didn't know watch I
0: watched it all
2: no, just don't talk to Shuddy about it all, just, right. all just right shut up me. Jeff
1: <laughs> the the main the main girl in that Anya Taylor-Joy
0: yeah she's magic or yes Ileana Rasputin yes Colossus's and, little sister
1: which cool character? Love to see it on the big screen. Maisie Williams, Arya Stark. She kicks ass. Um, Who was she? She. I gotta look it up. They, they. You knew that the studio didn't have much faith in it, based on the characters they were willing to burn in it. You know, like obviously, if you are going to put Thanos in a movie and make him the bad guy, it's like. The culmination of fucking 10 years of of blockbuster movies. You put them in Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. New Mutants. uh, I don't even think it had a bad guy. The main girl in it, it was basically her imagination or her fear manifested, which was the bad guy.
2: I already hate it. Uh, I I would... This is a micro penis if I've ever heard one.
1: Uh... All right, I'll give a spoiler out now. I'm sucking two because
0: dicks. The, the doofus from... Sorry, you go ahead.
1: Because I know this sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm ramping up for one of my Kevin Baton switches, and yeah, it is. It's not a micro dick, because there was stuff about it that I appreciated, and I wasn't furious that I watched it. I'm just... With how good Marvel movies have been for so long, how, how do you even make a two-dicker? It shouldn't even come to that. All right, hold on, Shuddy. I'm trying to look up and give you answers. I'm looking.
0: She was Rain Sinclair. She's in the comics, in the New Mutant comics. She's like a a wolf girl.
1: Yeah, and she, that's what she is in this. Um, oh, because uh, see, in the in and the then
0: Sam Guthrie, Cannonball, Moonstar. Yeah, I mean it's the New Mutants, but yeah, there's no bad guy listed.
1: Yeah, cause it's it's uh, what's her face, Moonstar's imagination, her fears,
2: not Starlight. So they,
1: star. the, the it's it's basically the sh- moonlight. W- our Moonstar wakes up in a hospital, and it turns out it's a hospital for kids who have powers, but it's this massive, massive estate. And there's five kids in there. Five kids and one doctor. Six people on this massive property with multiple buildings and all this shit. Six people. Really weird. They don't really use their powers. Charlie Heaton, who's in Stranger Things, is cannonball with a southern accent. And he just... There's a lot of bad accents to go around. The accents change (laughs) up a lot. Um... uh. Maisie Williams is Irish in it. She's like, oh, I've got to use my mutant powers for a right to Then you've got um, Magic running around like, I crush your, your head like walnut with my butt. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is just fucking all over the place. You barely see any mutant powers until the very end. It's cool as fuck when Magic pulls out that massive glowing sword and creates portals and teleports back and forth between Limbo and Earth. I wish they were doing a, a, a lot of that throughout the whole movie, but the whole thing was billed as a Marvel horror movie, so they had to follow horror movie tropes so they can't have a whole, a whole bunch of overpowered kids. There's a point in it where they're, like, they're basically fighting against their own fears made real. So this one girl is afraid of, like, these, uh, um, like, Slenderman-looking monster face guys, and they're getting attacked by them in the hallway, and all of these mutants None of them are using their powers.
2: None of them. Do they
0: know they're mutants yes. at this point? Okay. Yeah.
1: It's fucking crazy.
2: But it's still kind of new to them, right? No, they, don't really, they know mutants. their shit. They oh, show okay.
1: Cannonball. There's a point where he's wearing a harness and he hooks himself up to a cinder block and just starts flying around in circles. And that's in like the very beginning of the movie. So they've got their powers. They know how to use them. But when they see bad guys, they're like, ah, No! Just, just weird. Just fucking weird. I don't get it it was a real head scratcher. This is how bad it was. 90 minute movie. No post credit scene. They were like, we're not even going to waste burning anything cool on this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing to tease. Just fucking be done with this. Uh, so that was
0: the last Fox mutant movie, wasn't it? What do you mean? Now the, the X-Men are back with Disney.
1: I, I think so. I don't know. It's so hard to tell because like, Sony still has a piece of Spider Man, and I think Spider Man's back or
0: something. That deal stopped. I can't
1: even keep track of it. I have no idea. Um, I also I watched another movie that I've been looking forward to. Have you guys ever heard of Possessor? Or seen anything about Possessor?
0: I saw that it was I. Twisted Texan said something about it in the Discord the other day. Yeah.
1: So it's Brandon Cronenberg. He wrote and directed it. Cronenberg's forty year old kid. And it's been being talked up as, you know, a real cerebral, fucked up psychological thriller slash horror with some sci fi shit going on. And I like I like Cronenberg. Uh and the 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 stuff I was seeing on it looked really fucked up. So I was I was pumped and it was showing at drive-ins around me and it just never the timing never worked out for me to go see it. So I just got it on VOD and um it definitely delivers on the fucked up. The bummer part was when it was slow, it was really slow. But when it was violent, it was really violent. It was some of the more realistic violence I've ever seen, like very early on in the movie. So it's about this woman who works for like an assassin agency. She's like a corporate assassin. So she gets hired to basically take like, uh, take hits out. She, she, she knocks people off based on like a corporation will hire her to kill off one of her competitors or, Someone's in the next in line of of getting this inheritance and they need to be taken out. So it goes to this other person. So she basically gets implanted in somebody else's body. Like her consciousness goes in somebody else's body, assumes their identity, and then carries out hits as somebody else.
0: It's a cool premise.
1: Yeah. And it had some cool moments and like the first killing it, she has to kill this fat guy and she's stabs him in the neck and they show like real close up of his big fat bullfrog neck getting a knife stuck in it and when the night comes out it is just like (laughs) just blood flying out all over the place it had so much blood and gore it was fucking crazy like almost like laughable like people are slipping in the amount of blood coming out of the wounds that are caused like when someone gets shot it's fountains of blood shooting. It. It's <laughs> fucking gnarly. <laughs> that sounds terrible. And they, th- so the, the company that she works for, you know, cause it's a strain on the mind to be implanted in somebody else's body. So they give her these cognitive tests and psychological tests and you can tell she's starting to snap and you get the impression that she is just, she's really taking a shine to her work and in cases where she could just shoot somebody in the head and the contract is fulfilled she wants to just kill them in like the most disgusting drawn out bloody way possible the only problem is is like like i said those d- stretches of period where you know the cronenbergs like to be a little artsy and they like to take their time with certain shots so certain shots drag on a bit and uh there were definitely parts where i was checking my phone but it ended. It ended pretty solid. It ended really fucked up, like, really fucked up. Like, really goes off the walls. I did not hate it, like our friend in Discord, Twisted Texan did. Uh, I was a little disappointed. I probably just hyped myself too much, just because, like I said, I love David Cronenberg, so I was I was hopeful that his son. But I think this is his first like big movie, and it was still solid.
2: I'll give it. I'll suck three uh, Brandon Cronenberg dicks. Sounds like a like a mashup of like Hostel and and uh, Inception. I mean, just like telling—I don't know—I'm just reading the IMDb description and you talking about how gory it is. You know, yeah, Seems and it's like
1: it's not like Saw because it's not like people getting hacked up. Sean Bean is in it. Good old Scene Bean, and you know the old joke oh, about Scene Ned Bean. Ned, Stark. Ned Stark. Yeah, nice. And the joke about about Scene Bean is he never makes it to the credits alive. And I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say, oh, C. Bean, he's got a real rough go in this movie. Holy shit.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. They didn't cut his dick off, at least, right? (laughs) Actually, no, no, no. No spoilers. No, there was
1: no Ramsey Bolton action going on. All right, all right, yeah. And it wasn't so much that people were getting killed in Saw-like manners. It was just the results. Like, if you stabbed a gigantic fat guy in the neck in real life, I feel like this is the amount of blood you would see shooting out of his wound. Just tons and tons of blood gushing out. Like, I hate to be all morbid, but you guys saw the R. Bud Dwyer suicide? No. Nope. No no, No
0: idea what you're talking about.
1: Well, if you don't mind uh, upsetting yourself, or you have a penchant for faces of death, you can look it up. He was like a politician or something, and he got caught in like a Career-ending brutal scandal. He was looking at jail time, calls a press conference, takes a, while this. he's at the podium, takes a gun out of a manila envelope, puts it in his mouth, and pulls the trigger, and the amount of blood that pours out of his mouth and nose was so fucking unsettling. Like that fucked me up for a while after watching that. Like I didn't know that when someone gets shot in the mouth, that buckets of blood just pour out of their nose continuously without stopping. And that's kinda of like where they went in Possessor. Just very, very bloody wounds.
2: I saw that uh I saw that suicide somewhere. Like I think I think a documentary, but I like it cut out before the blood started squirting. But I so I do know what you're talking about. I just didn't know his name.
0: I've never seen it.
2: Yeah, I don't pretty sweet. necessarily recommend it's, it. It's pretty upsetting. It's raw. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, they'll fucking wake you up for sure. <laughs> yeah, you not. You won't be sleeping very much or very uh, soon after. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't. Good. Good conscience. Recommend you watch it, Shuddy Boy. But
2: so wait, how many possessors did you blow? Three. All right, cool.
1: Little slow, but solid ending and very graphic. Oh, and very graphic nudity as well. Um, now we're talking. You've got your your penises, your butts, your vaginas, oh. your boobs. You led with the penis, though. Eh,
2: that's, that's typical.
1: Well, the penis is the first bit of nudity they show, I think. Oh,
2: I see. Oh, you're just
1: being chronological. Fair but enough. But then they show like they show this couple about to have sex on a bed, and this chick is on her back, knees up in the air, legs spread, and you just see a shaved vagina and all of its labia glory. A
2: flower blooming, if you will. Yep, the old blooming onion, they call it.
1: I
0: don't, Maybe it's... I don't think that's what they call it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Looks like Cafe 368, rest in peace. Yeah. Another Woo! casualty of COVID. Man. They fucking took the goat from us. 2020 is cut fucking throat, man, huh? Yeah. I'll sacrifice everyone's job in this fucking Zoom channel to bring back the goat. Yeah, and that ain't, that
1: ain't going to work. No, at least, no, at least my mean, job she's...
2: going away isn't going to bring her back. She floated away forever.
1: Hey, maybe she'll float back when the economy does. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, well.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go hang on Anaheim until I find her. Uh,
1: And I got one more movie to review, and I'll make it quick, because this was something I saw in an article that said, watch this movie before it leaves Netflix. And by the time this episode goes up, it'll be gone. But I watched this Dave Bautista movie that I had never heard of called Bushwick.
2: Have you guys ever heard of this? No. I think so. Was that a burp? Yeah. Okay. Bushwick. No, I'm thinking of was he also? Was he in Stuber? Was that him too? Yes. Very. Maybe different that's movies. what I'm thinking of. No, I don't know. Here, I'll look it up. I, oh, I almost spilled beer all over my fucking computer. Fucking dookie boy. You almost right, pulled the camera. It's called Bushwick, like yeah. Brooklyn. Yes. Is it set in Brooklyn? Yes. So here's I'm the. I'm already premise. not interested, but I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> read up on it. All right.
1: Well, feel free to look it up, Jeff. Yeah, I got it. Okay, keep going. So it's uh, it it's basically a movie about a random military invasion that just happens out of nowhere, and armed forces show up in Bushwick and they just start mowing people down, knocking people to the ground, zip tying them, executing people, going door to door, just mowing everybody down. Like helicopters are flying around, explosions and shit, and it's. Done almost in the way that um, uh, Birdman was done, where it looks like it's one continuous shot, like just one long scene, with the exception of one one blatant spot I noticed where it like faded to black and a new scene started, but I think that was around like an hour into the movie. But most of it, and you can tell where they're making the cuts, like the camera will be following behind somebody and it'll zoom in real close on their back and then zoom back out as they're like reaching the top of a staircase. Like, you can tell where the cuts were, but it is one long continuous scene. And it was fucking cool. Like, even the, the spots where they zoomed in close on something and they clearly called cut, the amount of time between them, they did some good work. It was cool. Um, the The script wasn't terribly great. A lot of the dialogue was kind of corny. Um, some of the acting in the beginning was a little rough. I don't know if you're familiar with that, that, that gal, Brittany Snow... But she's, she's the, the lead. And then when shit goes down, she, gets, she crosses paths with Batista. And he's like a former military weapons expert guy. Sort of helping maneuver their way to get out of it. But it was kind of neat. Like it, I like that ascent into chaos. Like I've, I've said that before a lot on the podcast. My favorite part of zombie movies are like right at the beginning of the outbreak. Like when shit is first starting to turn south. And that's kind of the pace that this movie kept the whole way. There's some weird out of place shit in it. Uh, there's like one scene where they meet up with this girl's sister, and the sister is doing bong rips. And then she just stands up, and her robe opens up, and she's in her brawn and panties, and she puts like her pussy in Batista's face, and she's like, Ew, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> and then sits back down. And it's like, I mean, that was cool, but w- structure wise, why did that just happen?
0: Oh shit! She wanted to, someone was knew, like, "This needs a little little sex appeal added to it."
2: I guess, yeah. <laughs> they just knew that it would make the movie or the the overall production better, and I can't hate that. Brittany Snow, I'm in love. She's hot. I've yeah. I don't. She has a very familiar face, but I don't know if like I've seen her any of her work before. I guess I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back through IMDb credits, but. Brittany Snow is a redhead? I'm. We're talking... This is a nine. Well, she's a blonde 9. in 9.5. Yeah, I don't like her as a blonde. I like her as a redhead. Well, too I'm bad. I'm sure Definitely. she doesn't she's care. Blonde. I'm sure there's a Mr. Snow. <laughs> uh,
1: I recognize
0: but, her, but I don't know what the fuck from. If you look if down her IMDb, I'm sure you'll see something.
1: You'll see something that you've seen her in. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm scrolling. It was through cool. Her. It was well done. You could tell they didn't have that big of a budget because a lot of ex- explosions happened off screen. Like you would hear an explosion, and then they would pan over, and there'd be some digital smoke coming up, and um, lots of digital fire. But uh, I give them, I give them props for what they did. It was fucking cool. It had some cool shit. It was, it definitely didn't look like an easy movie to pull off. That's for sure. And Batista. I can hate on Batista. He does good work. He's a solid dude. I like that guy.
2: Yeah, I I really respect people who make their bones and get famous because of wrestling. That's like the highest, that's like the most top-notch entertainment, I think. It blends physical ability, like acting ability, Showmanship, you know, the ability to perform live. So, I'm not hating on Batista. I feel you. Yeah, it was, it was,
1: it was solid. You could tell where the lack of budget came into effect, but it was, it was cool. They did what they did, what they had. And I'll give it three point two five Batista dicks, some Bushwick dicks. It was worth a watch.
2: You said th- wait three point two five? You said yeah. I feel like you're a better grader than me. Maybe that could be my next gig.
1: I'll just give things dick ratings.
2: Uh, I mean, you should maybe make a video series or, or a blog about that. I think you're great at reviewing movies. You do it much better than me. I go on tangents.
0: What do you think the chances are you get back in the horoscope game? <laughs> it's an hour and got I got to
1: right? find a, a high school that's hiring um, writers for their
0: paper. <laughs> I mean, that could be that could be some, an untapped thing that's now brought back into your life.
1: How do you monetize that?
2: And how do you get health benefits? Uh, I mean, you're not getting bennies as a horoscope writer, that's for no. sure. You're contract only, I'll tell you that.
1: I got to start wearing two masks going forward.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey,
1: <laughs> I've been uninsured for a while. It's all right. Toughens you up. Let me see. Sorry, I'm I'm searching for something that I wanted to do. Ah! Ha ah! ha! I got it. Okay. Bear with me. I think we got time for Bang. a game. We got time for a game. Letterbox D, Letterboxd D, it's Letterboxd D, the D stands for dicks. It's the Letterboxd D game. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to bring the letterbox D game back. And Do a director's edition.
0: Director's edition?
1: Yeah. So, for people that don't know, I think you'll be able to hang, Jeff. Don't don't grobble, grobble, grobble yourself down. There better not be any Cronenbergers in there. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Letterboxd game, for people that aren't familiar, there's a, a movie app called Letterboxd that I love, and initially... Mispronounced the name as Letterbox D, so that sticks. And... So it's Letterbox D from now on. Exactly. Based this podcast. So it's it's like a it's like if IMDb was a social media thing. So you can log movies, you can review them, you can see what people that you're friends with that are on there are reviewing and watching and logging. You can keep like a diary up. So I've been logging every movie I've watched. Since March, I think. March or April. And it's it's fun. I like it. And this was also the app that gave me that beloved nugget of information that our good friend Dominic, who is a purveyor of dog shit movies and just watched Killing with Shuddy Boy, a movie with a $3,500 budget about a killer Thanksgiving turkey. Dominic yep. loves movies like that.
0: And I saw on, that, let's just, let me, he's given that three stars on Letterboxd, yes. on Letterboxd D.
1: And I that, also noticed that on Letterboxd, Dominic gave the Matrix one star, which I have a feeling I'm going to be going to that a while in the, in the coming weeks, because no matter what sort of mood I'm in, if I just remember that Dominic gave the Matrix one star, I'm instantly laughing. It's, it's the fucking greatest thing ever.
2: Dude loves... I downgraded Dom on my friends list because... Uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest, there's a, there's a very low ceiling on how much I could like Dom because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,
1: another thing, function of Letterboxd is you can look at a director, actor, and then when you look at their work, it arranges it in an order that we finally cracked the code on, thanks to a listener. I'm, I'm sorry, I forget your name. Shuddy might remember. Nope. But you can make lists, and people get silly with their lists, too. So it ranks movies by popularity by how many lists they're on, not how high they're ranked, not how many people have logged it as watched, not how popular they are, just on how many lists they appear on which is a really str- strange dynamic, but we found it makes a fun game. So let me see. Let me check my notes real quick. Uh, okay. The first director we're going to go with is Paul Thomas Anderson.
2: Okay. Who goes first?
0: Uh, I'm not. This is not. I'm not going to be good at this. This one, I couldn't name. I can't even name one PT Anderson movie that's popping in my head right now.
2: Hold on. So, wow, you're that's administering shocking. the game, or excuse me, you're hosting the game, and you you already know the answers. You can't chime in. You're not finding Correct. out. Correct.
0: It's just like, me against you in the letterbox D game, <laughs> as it's <laughs> was, always been.
2: That was the easiest way to put it. Yeah. All right. Me v. Me v Shuddy. Who's a pussy, by the way? All right. Well, Jeff, that right, means I got you going answer. first. I'm going Punch Drunk Club. Scott Adam Sandler. That puts you on Mad List. And that's the end of my handicap. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shuddy, has, a, has a, a,
1: a Paul Thomas Anderson movie popped in your head yet? Nope. What a
2: fucking retard. Yikes.
0: So this is uh, the, not going to go well for me. I, directors are not going to go well for me.
2: The scoring it's
1: worth pointing out goes, if you get the number one movie, you get three points. Number two movie, two
2: points. Number three movie, one point, no points for everything else. See, I, I think that's a, that's a flawed system in and of itself. I believe, look, we don't give out, out cl- fucking
1: participation trophies in the letterbox D game. Jeff,
2: can you let me finish my point? Here? I don't know how they do All it. I'm in Little saying- league. All I'm saying here is if it's one, it's if it's one on one, whoever gets the closest answer, I feel like should get a point, and that's how we should do it. Well, we can't change the rules now. This is how we've been doing it. We're gonna have fucking ties. What is this Europe? We don't play soccer. What the fuck? We're not doing ties. Come on. So be a fucking man and play some football We're and spit
1: some we've answers. We've never had, had a tie. Yeah, what in are we, this the
0: bitch-ass Eagles? We don't tie. Yeah, we've never. Shut up. We've never had a <laughs> tie in this game, Jeff.
2: Oh, all right, yeah. Well,
0: we shouldn't have a time this in this one either cuz you don't even know the fucking Anderson yeah, This may be your first victory in this game.
2: No, I got we we played last last score wins and I got you. I remember. That
0: that you know, it does count. No, it does count,
2: you son of a bee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all well, right, well.
2: So I win, right? If I we're... Well, as
0: long as it's in the top 3, you get a
1: point. So, coming in you at number point. four of P.T. Anderson movies is Punch Drunk Love.
2: <laughs> I knew this was going to happen, and this is why I made the argument. Preemptively, I also, knew I was going to get fucked.
1: if this is your first time hearing the Letterboxd game, you should also know Jeff is fucking awful at this. <laughs> Worse than Dude, Shuddy Boy, every... who didn't even make a guess. <laughs> so, I, It's in my head, bro. Okay. Here's the one that was surprising to me. Boogie Nights
2: came in sixth. Right, everyone would think most people that are playing this game would instinctively go Boogie Nights, and I knew that that wasn't going to be the right answer. What do you want me to do?
1: Okay, so we'll go. We'll start at the bottom. Number three is the Master. Number two is Phantom Thread, and number one which I thought, I, thought this, I thought the two of you were, were going to be f- scrapping over this one, There Will Be Blood.
0: Okay. So the only... I've seen parts of Boogie Nights and I've seen half of There Will Be Blood. That is the only movie on... Those are the only movies on this list that I even have seen any part of. Weird. So
2: there's also Inherent Vice. You never seen that movie? Nope. Think that wait Inherent Vice Master. But my like my brother's favorite director ever is P. T. Anderson. So I know like most of his movies. Which is a bummer that I didn't get a fucking point on this one. I fucking hate this game. I don't even have fun. I hope every I hope the listeners are having fun because I'm not. (laughs)
1: Well, let's continue the fun right along with our next director. Which will be Paul W. S. Anderson? (laughs) Paul Winchere's Anderson? I actually, I'm looking at his profile on Letterboxd. It's Paul William Scott Anderson. He's got like a little bit of Stifler in there.
2: Whatever. I'm over him. I think he's overrated. Shuddy, care to take a guess? (laughs) Wait, no, you're serious? That guy? That's a real per. I thought. Yeah, that's always been the joke.
1: Cuz Paul Thomas Anderson makes very well-reviewed high-class artsy movies and Paul W.S. Anderson makes schlocky, campy, goofy movies.
0: Okay. To be honest, I until just now didn't know that they were different people.
2: I I didn't know there was there I don't I don't know who Paul Paul W.S. Anderson is. I don't know. God
1: damn it. I got to see if Doug Benson's hiring. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Snack so, Somalia is higher and you could be on all the snack attacks if we want moving forward. So is, is is
1: no guesses being taken again this round? <laughs> Jeff, yep. you're, you're not making guess? I don't know
2: guess? the fuck this is. I guess I I guess this right. round.
1: Okay, so number three Alien versus Predator. <laughs> number two Resident Evil. And number one Event Horizon.
0: I've seen Resident Evil.
1: So he directed all of the Resident Evil movies. He directed Mortal Kombat. Obviously, Event Horizon. Uh, Soldier, the Kurt Russell movie.
2: He directed oh. that. These are just movies whose director's name I would never remember, to be honest. Yes, yep. Oh, Clearly. I mean, I even, like, I really like Event Horizon.
1: Well, shit. This so, might just end on a, a, th- a three-way tie, the first tie ever with zero points. Cause there's one more director. We had Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson, and now
2: Wes Anderson. Oh, I see. At least it's thematic. Cause I mean, you're just terrible. This is terrible. If you're going to go directors, how do you not go like Scorsese, Hitchcock, Tarantino, like Ridley Scott, like hey, people that we fucking know. There's the always Avenger. more, there's always more additions of the Letterboxd game. I just came up with this while I was high,
1: and I was like, "Ha ha! Finally, a good high idea for MSPH." And
0: nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, shit. The director one would have been good if, like, if you did what Jeff just said—picked, you know. I thought it would just I mean, be—I have a guess. Funny do, to do, do to do
1: two Paul Andersons and a Wes Anderson. I
2: thought it was a funny I theme. Have, I, do I get the first guess? Because I can. You do can one have I can. it
0: because I don't have a guess again. Oh, really? Yeah. Have one. Wow. I, wait,
2: I could be all... Rushmore. That's him, right? Yeah. Luckily, okay. luckily, the people
1: listening at home probably know movies more than you guys. So hopefully, people are just playing at home.
2: <laughs> they do not. No. No. No one at home knows more about movies than me. And your guess is Rushmore, Jeff? Yeah. Honestly, I'm. I thought I knew more. You you would you're going to tell me movies and be like fuck yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. But no, nah, that's that's the only one that stands out. Uh, Bill Murray. I mean, come on. You got a good shot here. Does it get on the board, Kevin, for fuck's sake?
1: Well, coming in at number 7.
2: <laughs> Rushmore. Rushmore. Unfucking believable. Okay, Kevin, if you were me, Whatever. You can't be me. I'm too much of an alpha. Listen, I'm you-
0: I'm going to say that this is definitely Jeff's game. This, he won this one because he at least had guesses.
2: I agree. I definitely did win this well, one. Well, unfortunately, points win the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're staging a coup. I don't like coups. You want a recount? Is yeah, that remember... Time? we have this thing where it's a two to three vote in this particular instance, Jeff gets points for his guesses. Hey, look, I've already had
1: a rough day. Shuddy. Why
0: are you fucking piling on me? for Uh, Yeah. Be sensitive. Shuddy for fuck's
2: sake. Jesus. He's had a bad day. All right. So
1: coming in at number three for Wes Anderson, Isle of dogs. You know what? I was going to
0: say that one jokingly. Um, So you
1: knew a movie. Why not? Why not guess? Because I wasn't
0: sure that it was Wes Anderson. I thought it was another one. Well, you had better chances
1: of that being a right guess than having no guess.
0: You're right. You're right.
1: But hey, thanks for participating, Shuddy. Thanks for at least putting in an
2: effort to make this game put together work. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, You have the same stupid-ass, lame philosophy about Jeopardy, dude. Just blurt something out. Maybe you... Maybe you'll win. I wasn't. You're not going to get negative points in Letterboxd, or is that one of your fucking lame ass rules? No, that's not
0: a rule. But I didn't legitimately know that Isle of Dogs was one of his movies, so that's why I didn't say it.
1: Uh, number two was Moonrise Kingdom, and number one was the Grand Budapest Hotel. I hope. It's, I was yeah, shocked. That's the other one I was going to guess, but that I... Royal Tenenbaums and Rushmore didn't make the top three.
2: I honestly was going to say like grant, uh, the grand is Stan hotel or something stupid. <laughs> I, I really, I forgot it was in Budapest, honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, next one I put together, I will be, uh, less high for, I thought it was, I thought it would be fun to just have a gimmick, but
0: it was, it was a good try. You, you know, you took your shot, you just you're dealing with two morons apparently it was too highbrow for us
2: i'm not <laughs> yeah i'm not putting myself down here i know i knew one of the paul andersons i mean you expect me to know two what kind of fucking nerd knows both of them i don't know and i had a i, I had a guess for the wes anderson but what can you do you know, I, I guess i couldn't get on the board i'm more disappointed about the the paul thomas anderson one because there will be blood. I fucking love there will be blood. I actually watched part of it the other night. Well, I drink your milkshake. I Drink it up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've I, I've only seen that movie once, and oh. I liked it. But man, it was a chore to get through. I don't like movies That's that why make I me stopped thirsty. It. The movie made me thirsty.
2: <laughs> Dan, uh, Daniel Day Lewis is awesome. When I was like in college or right around right at right after college like was the height of my movie snob days that's when i was watching the most movies and i really like you know i got into daniel day lewis bought all all of his movies and watched them and shit and that guy kills it man so i mean there will be blood again was that like the height of it so when it came out i fucking love that movie and he kills it he's great even Paul, like, Paul Dano is great. And I feel like, I know this is completely random, but Paul Dano is less famous than I thought he would be. Yeah, like, but he still consistently works. So, like, while
1: he's not a household name, he still crushes enough to constantly be put in movies. And he's still, like, uh, some of my favorite movies that he's in, is Swiss Army Man, where he's stranded on an island, tries to kill himself, and finds the corpse of Daniel Radcliffe that constantly farts and gets boners. So, if that sentence appeals to you, it's definitely worth checking out Swiss Army Man. Yeah, none of that appealed to me.
0: That was an enjoyable movie.
1: And I also liked Prisoners, with uh, Hugh Jackman.
2: Good movie you ever see that it's movie girl next door with timothy olfan and like emile hirsch Cuthbert? oh yeah yeah yeah. i like that one is paul dano in that yes paul dano's in that um yeah I like there will be blood prisoners there's another one that was in my head that it's slipping oh yeah i don't i didn't like this movie that much but it was like still in the the time when he looked like a rising star was going to be a rising star. Uh, that Remember that, that movie, Little Miss Sunshine?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's I thought you were going to say.
2: I mean, he was, he's good in everything, you know?
1: Yeah, I initially didn't like him. Like, he was one of those people, like, for some reason his face bummed me out. Well, he's... I know, I'm, I'm just too judgy on people's faces. I should stop that.
2: No... You know, Paul Dano has invited to our show whenever he can come by, but he's definitely got a punchable face. Good thing we're doing this digitally now.
1: <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Like, it, his acting was so good and he was in so many roles that I like that I no longer find his face punchable. I, I find his face enjoyable. Like, when, I, sure. when he pops up in something that I'm not expecting him to see, I get a, a rush of happiness. It's, hey, look, it's Paul Dano. By the way, it might be Dano as well.
2: That would be annoying. I would like him a lot less if I'd been saying his name wrong the whole time and he corrected me. I would just be like, all right, whatever, dude. Oh, man, and uh, it's not even Paul. It's Paul. You're really, like, your movies really aren't that good, actually, dude.
1: Oh, Jesus. Now Jeff's talking shit. Was now, mean, huh? Now we're never going to get Paul Dano as a guest. Just Great, kidding. Jeff. You fucking ruined it.
2: Are you happy? It's Paul Dano. Will you stop it, Kevin? Great.
1: Now he's really never going to come on because I <laughs> fucked his name up.
2: <laughs> oh, jeez. We got one of us got it right. Oh, all right. We're drinking. I'm going to go get a second beer. I mean, we've been drinking, Jeff. You fucking bing boing. All right. You know well, what? Now I got to smoke pot because yep. you're making it really difficult to deal with. Or you're being really difficult to I'm deal with.
0: I'm also going to smoke some pot.
2: All right. Well, I'm going to play some voicemails. Yay. Let's do it. He's going to be real depressed and moving forward. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's get into these now while we can.
2: Kevin, you can have whatever in my bank account you want.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Jeff.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, am not me. I was... uh, here we go. Uh, let's try this one. Hyperchris, 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 Hyper
1: Oh, he's banned. Hyperchris is banned, remember? Oh, you yeah, remember Sean. the number? I think so.
2: Ooh, what up? It's Daddy Dirty Dick coming at you. Hey, just a quick uh, observation. Last week, Alex had given Jeff all these fucking dicks, and somehow we went from Jeff would not... Suck a dick to get with any girl in the entire world or do anything that he could do naturally. Now he's sucking dick to fucking get parking spots. <laughs> what's, what's going on, Jeff? Can't say the F word. Start sucking dicks. Something's up, dog. Okay, love you guys. Bye. I'm confused. I sucked a dick for a parking spot once. It's hard to keep them all
1: straight, Jeff. So maybe
2: <laughs> it really is. Really is. See, he, he Unfortunately, he could be accurate. And I don't, I mean, I, you know, when I hear that, I, you know, I don't think Are I would suck a dick. Are ashamed of yourself? Yeah. I don't think I would suck a dick for a parking spot, but maybe. there. I, I feel like there were some other things attached to that parking spot, but yeah, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
1: this one looks interesting. You can never tell what Google Translate is trying to say, but...
0: I just wanted to call, this is your friend Seek, by the way, I just wanted to call and say, hey, I can't think of three guys that I want to be in my next movie, Human
1: Centipede 4, ass-to-mouth again and again, than you three. But then I thought, we gotta get Alex Wilson on in this, and then I found out he was on the last
0: episode. And I should have left this message before then. So I am calling now to say I miss you guys. I love you guys. Uh, I'm in Florida now. I work at Harley-Davidson now.
1: And uh, life is good. And I miss all of you. And I hope you're all doing well. And eat my ass.
0: I love you guys. Bye.
1: <laughs> We're doing it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. So you know yeah. what, Zeke? Uh, times might be getting real rough for me. I might have to insert myself into a human centipede to pay rent. So uh <laughs> perfect timing. Actually,
0: <laughs>
2: what are you I'll send you we can Kevin send your resume for the human centipede job.
1: I never thought the stars would align like this, but um yeah, I'm ready to commit to being in a human centipede.
0: <laughs> You've only been unemployed for a little over an hour and a half or two. I told and a half you you're hours. too talented to be that,
2: un, that unemployed for that long. Yeah. There you go. A and you're already centipede.
0: ready to put your insert yourself into a human centipede.
1: Like I can't go back. I can't go back to Jersey, man. I can't go back. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Fuck, dude. <sighs> I'm
2: uh, glad we can laugh about all this.
0: It was awesome to hear from Seek.
2: It was. It was. Yeah, we Good gotta voicemail. get voicemail. We gotta get Seek back on. I wonder if he wrote that one. That was impressive. All right, Let's do one more. Uh,
0: eh. Hey guys. My name is Marshall Festus, or my Wolf nice name is Who Fingers McGee. Like
1: I think I might have named that guy.
0: That definitely that definitely has your your stink all over it. That's a really bad name. I just wanted to say thank you very much for on a great show. I you're the only podcast I've ever listened to or
2: just this Better his be. His his. I love you guys. It gives me a reason
0: to look forward to Mondays for once in my life. But honestly, I'm going to challenge Jeff to an Ellis Mania unless he can get over two fingers. <laughs> He's got to be weak, kid. <laughs> well, that's not it. I, no, okay, guys, I accept,
2: show. bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> Hey! All right, no knows? more voicemails. Who
1: knows? Who knows? We don't need Sirius XM for Ellis Manias.
2: Yeah, you can beat my ass. <laughs> yeah, you can beat my ass on uh, regularly or otherwise. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it's
1: been fun, everybody. Um, really weird time to have to do a podcast, but uh, I hope you guys stick with us because MSPH. We're still chugging along, man. We're still gonna keep cranking them out, and boy, what a time to sign up for Patreon, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no pressure. Not gonna gilly or anything, but if you know, you might call it the uh, the the keep Kevin from being homeless um,
1: uh, slush fund. <laughs> <laughs> keep me from living in for, adjacent to poop slime alley, poop slime alley, as opposed to living in poop slime alley.
0: Yeah, that's the tear. I mean, you do have to be happy that you have that backup at least. Poop Slime Alley? Yeah. Yeah.
2: It seems fun. You come to my Poop Slime Alley. It's coastal more, you know. Yeah, I, I hear the they sand. have, they got good crack in Long Beach.
1: The the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we our Patreon is patreon.com slash. Mad Scientist Party Hour. If you haven't done so, please check it out. And if you are somebody who's never been a member of our Patreon, we've been doing it for just about three years. And you get access to everything, depending on the tier. Like if you sign up for the $5 tier, you get every bonus podcast we've done since the beginning. If you sign up for the $10 tier, you get all that. Plus the entire history. Five
0: episodes of What the Fuck Did I Just Watch.
1: Yep. Got What the Fuck Did I Just Watch with Shuddy and Dom, where Dom cues up Shuddy with one of the horrible movies he likes and makes Shuddy watch it, and then they talk about it for like 20 or 30 minutes. And Shuddy's usually all bummed out and pissed at Dom for making him watch such a piece of shit movie. It's very fun. And Jeff does Between Two Flushes, where he takes a poop and rants into his phone while he's pooping. And Jeff also does the aforementioned Snack Attack, he is the the snack Somalier. He gets very I don't know outlandish, random specialty Handsy. snacks and reviews them. And I put forth I've got a few episodes of sixty seconds with Kevin, uh, Kevin's nerd hole, where I play a retro video game and do do like a picture in picture. I record the video, the video game I'm playing, and then you get a picture of me as I'm playing it. And I usually get all pissed off because they're retro games and they're fucking hard. But there's a whole bunch of those. We've started doing Supermarket Queefs, which is a Supermarket Sweep watch-along podcast. We just put out a new episode this past weekend featuring my very good friend and former roommate, Steve Brandano. Um, What else have we got? Um... I mean, there's more stuff. Every every Oh, the, the quarantining with Kevin where I made cocktails. There's a, there's a bunch of episodes of that. Tons of stuff. So if you sign up, it's not like you have to listen to the most recent stuff. You get access to it all. So check it out. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. And if you wouldn't mind, hook us up on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you're using to review us and subscribe and, and drop us a five-star review. Those help us get attention and really goes a long way.
2: Yeah, review, review, yeah. And subscribe. Help Very us helpful. out. For fuck's sake. Don't be <laughs> scumbags. Review. Fucking review.
1: And what else? Oh yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Kraft.
0: At Shuddy Boy.
2: Yeah, at Jeff Records. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I and fucking
2: hate social media. Too, at so.
1: MSPH Podcast. Don't forget to listen to Jeff's podcast, fade the media. That's widely available. And if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, just call 201-472-0139. Or you can shoot your emails to MadScientistPartyHour at gmail.com. Shuddy, do you have anything else? I do not. Well, thank you for listening, friends. But until next time, ooh, something. Oh. Oh, let's see. Uh, Oh, look at those levels. Chicken poim poim poim. Oh. Okay, that looks good. Oh, shit, all tangled up. Damn it. Let's get this Zoom meeting going. Check, 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 check. Oh. Poim 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 -poim poimp.
0: What up, hey fellers? What up?
1: Uh you know, just another uneventful day. <laughs> oh, man, yikes! Well, yeah. Hey, we can still tell some fart jokes, right?
0: For sure. You're much ch- more chipper than I was expecting.
1: I mean, what are the options? You could be I bummed know, out. You could be sad. You could be
0: bitter. I'm sure Helen had some amazing words of wisdom <laughs> that helped you out.
1: Actually, I had to talk her down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually like a very
2: comforting, comforting thing. I've been fired, uh, as we all know, several times, and yeah, having to like chill out someone like it's a, it's gonna be all right. It's probably the best thing for you, you know. Yeah. Because I'm especially I'm, your mom. It's like, I'm really I can't look like uh, in front of my mom, convincing both of us. What's up?
1: I'm really like convincing both of us at that time. I'm like selling my mom on the line, and then I'm like, "All right, time." If to start she believes that well. I can. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> uh, no, you'll be fine, dude. You'll bounce back. It's a bump in the road, and it, it's like a. Requirement or prerequisite for all all entertainment careers. Yeah.
1: Everybody gets their day in the barrel. I had a good run.
0: Were you guys on the air today? No. No, we were oh, off okay. this week.
1: So yeah, Friday was our our last ever broadcast.
0: I was gonna say it would be really shitty for them to wait until you broadcast today and then been like oh by the way really because
2: i've made 140 business calls um on a day that i was fired and was like well i know i've you couldn't couldn't let me you couldn't just i don't know say hey man just chill today you don't you know you don't have to give a full 110 shutty your mic is very loud
0: i don't i don't know why well here
1: well i'm don't, don't mess with anything yet. You just got, when you got really loud before there, you were a little over
0: Was it maybe because I was moving, I was closer to the microphone? Uh, yo, 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 yo. Yeah, that could
1: up. certainly have done it.
0: Yeah, because I reached for the ash can, and I think I was like this when I was talking.
2: Oh, yep, that would do it. Let's see here. So do you, like, turn up, The volume or gain in your mic so you can sit back like that?
0: My mic is, we did that the one day. But yeah, mine has a gain control on the back that I can turn up or down.
2: I like your mic. I need one of those cute little stand-up mic things.
0: They actually, I saw the other day that they're selling Blue Yetis in Walmart now.
2: Nice. Yeah,
1: that I don't way. have a Walmart around me. Officially everybody can have a podcast. <laughs> like the Walmart greeters can use their like 2% employee discount and start the greeter cast. Oh, speaking up, Shuddy, uh can you give me record permission?
0: Oh, yes. Oh. Ooh. There you go, sir.
1: I almost just Barfed up some, uh, what's that stuff called? Hummus. (laughs) I almost had a hummus verb.
0: Does your text mean bad?
1: Oh, yes. (laughs)
2: Uh, where you hit the, the, what's the Mediterranean spot near you called again? Greek? The Greek spot, whatever it's called? Sheesh. Sheesh, right? It's, it's, Greek, or is it Mediterranean, or it's, maybe both?
1: No, it's um, Turkish. Turkish Mediterranean cuisine. No I shit. always get their, their chicken kebabs. I don't know what sort of seasoning they use, but it is fucking bomb.
0: It's called shish? Yeah. Wasn't the sushi place in Weehawken Shisha? Or, no, that was the smoke shop, wasn't yeah, it? That
2: was, yeah, that was the head <laughs> shop we used to go to in the village.
0: Okay, my, my mistake.
2: That's <laughs> me and Kevin's favorite Head shop in the world.
0: Oh fuck yeah! I that's I where we that got fun. salvia.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's also where I, I. I'm pretty sure that's also where I got um, my volcano, Mount Midoriyama. I'm pretty sure I bought that bought a slinky a bucket there. Oh, I bought one of those there too.
0: What's a slinky bucket?
1: It's like it's basically a gravity bong.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought it With was. With no water.
2: Yeah, it's built like in a like an accordion with like a tube, essentially small accordion with a tube. So like unfurls, I guess, or unwinds like as if like it's a slinky, but like, whatever, Google (coughs) it. I'm not, I'm not, I is. I'm not going to do a good job. I feel like my description got
1: the point across. It's a fucking gravity bong. Yeah. It's like if a gravity bong, it's like if a gravity bong fucked uh, an accordion.
2: Yeah. Again, Kevin's way better with the words than, than me.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not can a words you guys guy.
2: hear this fart?
0: Loud and clear. Ready. Go. Ready. Go. Alright. Are we gonna see. smoke oh, pot oh, oh, in this episode?
1: Oh. Wow. You gave me record permission the- and I almost forgot to. No, um because when I smoke pot. I get all quiet and clammed up, and that doesn't really bode well with podcasting.
2: It always works out for me, but hey, suit yourself. You do you, Kevin. You do you. Yeah. We can't fuck with the magic this far into it.
1: Well, I mean, I used to smoke weed during the show, and then people got, got angry. They complained. They're like, look, man, you actually like talking shit when you're sober doing the show. Can you please just, like, hold off until afterwards? I was like, all right, yeah, that's a fair point.
0: Who said that, Thunderwolf? Shit, shit <laughs> fart.
1: <laughs> Who knows? It was a very long time ago. It could have been. Um, did you make caca or poop and Kathy? Who knows? Ooh, another homeless burp. We better kick this fucker off before I barf all over myself.
0: <sighs> yeah, we need that on video.
2: From Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour.